Hello, everybody. Welcome in to yet another brand new episode of the Stadium Experience. Now, Jordan Moman is here with me, as not always, but quite usually. Hello, hello. And I ha- <laughs> and really, it was yesterday I texted you, Jordan. I was like, that's it. So, so much has happened in the last, let alone the last six months. Uh, Celtics didn't blow it in the fi- capital lowercase b blew it in the finals don't need to get into that uh patriots offseason don't need to get into that the lots of happened in the last six months but in the last 24 to 48 hours we had a lot of things that just we had to get here we had to talk about i had to get back on a schedule as i tried to rebuild my life and be a competent contributing member of society by doing the greatest thing one can do for his country and you know what that is jordan no, what is it? Podcast. Mm. And a lot of things have happened in the last 48 hours. We had the MLB trade deadline, which I have many confused thoughts about. The Dolphins getting into a little bit of water puns. And, of course, the least exciting thing, least fun thing, was the ruling on the Deshaun Watson case. And... Me and Jordan deliberated for a little bit on if we should, what we should open with of these things. And there's some Kevin Durant stuff going on, some, some, uh, again, some more exciting legal battles in the golf world. So I thought that on the first episode of our New England slash Boston sports podcast that we're doing after Jordan moment here. Has moved to the city of Boston. We should, yes. in celebration of that, focus primarily on a lot of national legal battles that do not really pertain at all to the Boston sports team. You think that's fair, Jordan? I think, yeah, I think it's pretty fair. I think it's a very good way to celebrate. So I did. So I think that, and partially just because me and you are both very, very hot on this right now, as we both just, in our dedication to. To, to the art form that we have here, have both read all 16 pages, even though page 16 is mainly just like a footnote in the signature. So, you know, 15 pages of text of the decision by Sue Robinson, former judge for the state of Delaware, we found out, in the Deshaun Watson case. And we both read this. Me and Jordan have obviously expended many, many, many episodes of this show's worth of content in phone calls of me while I walk around up and down my driveway for two hours as I prattle on about this Deshaun Watson situation. But if you live under a rock and you don't know, Deshaun Watson, who was accused by in excess of 24, at least two dozen women, if not more, of uh, sexually assaulting them while he gave massages, got sued by a lot of them, has just really just been handing out settlements like breath mints including three yesterday you know there are three more settlements yesterday jordan i think he's at uh, 23 out of 24 something like that and it, basically the nfl they had some kind of in well the nfl did their own investigation and they had like an as per the new rules they had an or I think it rules of like 2020 had like an independent arbitrator who was a sue robinson woman who the nfl brought their case the Players Association brought their case for what should and should not happen to Deshaun Watson. And this lady ruled that 
due to the precedent, basically in essence, well, I will break down what we read and tell me if you feel like my interpretation of this is wrong, but in essence, and I don't really want to read the nitty gritty details of this, or maybe I do. I'm not sure because this this report that we read goes 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 into it. Basically, this, mm-hmm. this nobody nobody is arguing that he did not do it, that he did not commit what they define as non-violent sexual assault, which is another thing we can get into if we're really feeling like having a fun time here. That he Deshaun Watson most certainly committed non commit sexually assaulted. These masseuses, the investigation the NFL did really only talked about four of them because really four should be enough. Really, four is enough. But that this woman isn't arguing. This woman is not arguing that he didn't do it. The NFLPA doesn't deny that basically that he did it. That he did everything that they're claiming he did. That he hit up these masseuses. Really, what it says literally the, the that he would just go every day. Not every day, but all the time, which is always finding a new masseuse, didn't care if they were a professional masseuse or not, was just DMing people on Instagram, just DMing these women on Instagram, telling them that he needed a massage, going in, just putting a small towel over his uh, <coughs> private areas, and just sitting there, and then, you know, once they, once they got going, he would just... I, how would you describe it, Jordan? You, 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 you give it the description. Um, so there, there were multiple examples of, of his, uh, conduct during the massages mentioned, uh, you know, he, he just said he would put on a very small towel, what has been described as one of like the little Gatorade towels that they tuck into their belt during oh, the like games. A, to keep... like, a, like a rag, really. A, t- a towel is like a rag that you, that you walk around with a, in the back of your pocket with. Yeah. Yeah. A towel, a towel is kind of too strong of a word. Um, you know, towelette. talked about towelette. Yes, is you know, like like you get at a restaurant after eating a plate of ribs. <laughs> um, but they talked about um, him only focusing on you know massaging you know more sort of erogenous areas, inner thighs, calves, abs. Which which even that the the thing is, I don't mean to take it away from you, but just even mm-hmm. that she state the woman acknowledges DMing masseuses on Instagram. Fine, whatever. That's a thing. That's a, they take clients that way, so that that's whatever. Asking them o- almost every time only to massage like his glutes, lower back, leg area. Because I guess Deshaun Watson just had you know Deshaun Watson whose entire job um, involves, I would say, use of his shoulder. But I guess his shoulders just never get sore. Apparently, man just has man's shoulders just about just are fluid. And but just she's like, but nobody is arguing that. He, didn't do it <laughs> he did he didn't that he was forcing somehow not de- de- defined as non-violently but that these women that these women would turn him over he did move the towel away and he'd be <laughs> excited we'll say mm-hmm. and that it was not these women were traumatized by it, these women didn't like it ne- none of these women ever wanted to take him as a client again and that he did it but as we read deeper into the report, which is just to clarify it, like no, the NFLPA, the NFL, the Sue Robinson woman, nobody, nobody is claiming that he did not do what he's been accused of. They have all, they're all like, might as well be in lockstep about that at this point. Or at least if anybody, well, except for Deshaun Watson. I mean, Deshaun Watson, his camp are denying everything vehemently. I guess I'll say yeah. that. 
but the NFL, the NFL, everybody, it's been declared that he did it. And they believe that he did it, like, that the NFL provided enough proof on everything that they've accused him of. Like, he, that he did a sexual assault, that his conduct exponential the lead, that his conduct that would hurt somebody else, everything. I'm not, again, like, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into the minutiae, but I feel like we need to break this down a little bit. If anything, because me and Jordan spent the time reading it. So, you know, we got to get something out of it. I think that's fair. I don't read 15 pages for nothing. Yeah, definitely. But they did it. But this woman's argument, because, again, it's the way it works is at the NFL, they get, in, again, they get an independent person, like some sort of judge, which this woman is literally a judge, just to, I don't, don't want to say preside, but preside over it. They bring the case, and she comes up with a punishment. Basically, like, that's pertinent to the NFL's press, the precedent the NFL sent with its own policy and, and all that. Like, just within pretending that the NFL is a legal system, which is really what the crux of a lot of this is. Really is what the a lot of this is at the crux at. But this woman <laughs> declares basically that he did it. Definitely did it. At least for four women. And that the NFL, again, allegedly, at least is putting it out there, the image that the league itself, Goodell and the boys, pushing for a year-long suspension, fines, all that. And the NFLPA, really saying none, but this woman came out and basically, and again, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but rules declares that based on the precedent that the league has set, and really mostly all the other cases of Conga detrimental to the league that pertain to sexual assault or domestic violence or, you know, all the litany of times the NFL has been wrong on this issue over the last, I don't know, like, really ever. But, you know, if you want to go back to, like, Ray Rice is really when I feel like this really started being, like, a dialogue. You want to go back all the way back to 2014 when that happened, by the way, that based on the precedent established in all those cases... Six games is about what the norm is, which is frustrating on a lot of levels, I'd say. Jordan, would you not agree with that? I definitely would. And it's really frustrating because, and this is kind of what I was saying before we sat down and read this entire report, because I hadn't seen the entire report, and I found it like five minutes before we were supposed to start recording. So me and Jordan then just did here and read through the whole report and probably did a better podcast than we're about to do now. But because before we even did this, right, when I was compiling all the information for this episode and just kind of sending it to Jordan, I got a list just like the Washington Post compiled a little list of just basically all the NFL's personal conduct policy suspensions, which is what this falls under, which personal conduct policy, literally in the beginning of this thing, it, it outlines it. It's, you know, it's, it's just anything that doesn't pertain to cheating at football or gambling on, just anything that doesn't pertain to, like, on the field, you know, steroids, deflated balls, gambling, all that. Like, everything, every other thing a person can do. <clears throat> every, every other thing. Which, compiled a list of every suspension under that. And they are, like, they, they are all Six games for Ezekiel Elliott. Like, four games here. Six games here. Three games for Jameis Winston when he did that stuff with the Uber driver. When he forced himself on the Uber driver. And I 
I don't. I don't intend. By the way, it just point out there. I, do, I don't intend for any of my language to feel like I'm making light of this. I just genuinely like. I don't. I don't know. I don't really know. Like, I don't want to not give this the seriousness the gravitas it deserves. I just. It's it's hard to talk about NFL stuff and not just get get frustrated. So I again I apologize. I don't mean to make life. That's what it sounds like to anybody. But Josh Brown, the kicker for the Giants, remember when him when he was beating his wife, just horrible, heinous stuff. Six games. Like at all these, and I guess kind of the way I've just I've kind of framed this in my own mind has been that this this Deshaun Watt situation it is again. The and the and this woman argue, and this woman says this that in all these in a lot of these situations the NFL has tried to after the fact like after it comes out after there's been literacy she uses the term afterwards public outcry about Ray Rice about Craig Hardy about all these things the league then comes out and then is suddenly trying to revise their policy like create a harsher punishment all of this but that you you can't really do that you can't punish people based on a precedent that you set. After that, after you start investigating that, and this is the NFL really just being, like, just, I don't know, like, kind of just being forced to, like, really just having, like, their nose rubbed in it, I guess. Like, I don't really know a better way to say it. Just the NFL, Goodell, the whole thing, the whole leadership, just, like, having their nose rubbed in the fact that they have just continued to fail (laughs) on these issues every single time. They've gotten this stuff wrong basically every single time. And I would say almost every single time because it's another thing that it's another thing that kind of we've been talking about me and Jordan, me and other people, me with my me to myself when I talk to, I talk to myself a lot. I just spend a lot of time like walking around, driving around just like workshopping takes to myself, workshopping perspectives and you and you can't tell by listening to me right now because I know that I'm rambling. But you really when you break it down Right, like I, I guess, kind of the crux of it starts for me. Really, when you talk about, it, you talk about somebody who is, you know, sexually assaulting somebody, you know, committing an act of domestic, vi- like beating their wife, like that. Nah, and I, I guess I go back and forth of whether or not I should use like softer language or like really harsh language on these things. Obviously, again, I don't want to like, I don't want, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to use the word trigger anybody. But I don't want to, you know. It's not like I'm making light of it, but also sometimes I feel like, don't call it domestic violence. Like, you know, call it what it is. Like, it almost feels like you get to hide from Anyway, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. But, you know, all these things, really, when you get down to it, maybe it's not unfair to say if somebody's doing these things that they should just not be allowed to play pro football anymore. You know, really, they should be in prison when you get down to it, but... Failing that, maybe they shouldn't be allowed to play pro football at all. And maybe it, it kind of opens this thing up in my mind that, so then, if you're of that mind, then, what the hell is six games? Like, because that is what they're saying. Like, that is the statement you send out when you're the NFL, and you go, all right, Deshaun, again, in the statement that they released for everybody to read, it's that, you know, he did it. He definitely sexually assaulted these four women, forced himself on them, the whole, whole nine yards. They're all they're all traumatized. It says like they're all experiencing. It's, 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 the, it's the discrepancy between the punishment and the language. Judge Judge Rob Rob whatever her name is Sue Roberts right, or which, 
even even her i don't even blame her in this like i she's like a non-factor in this to me like honestly like gen, like genuine like truly and genuinely like this woman just got put like they they hired her. i'm sure they paid her very handsomely i'm sure i'm sure she got her money right i'm sure the league gave her plenty but if you're just taking this on its face right we can get into like i mean before the end which by the way like two hours before we started recording the nfl said they are going to appeal this which by the way the appeal then goes to roger goodell we'll get into that in a minute but I really don't mean to keep cutting you off, Jordan. I'm, I'm, trains are rolling right now, though. But if you're doing these things and you're admitting it, it is. It's crazy to read it. And they go, yup, he did it. You know what the punishment is. You know what he deserves. Can't play football for a month and a half. Like yeah, that. It's, uh, it's like, so- like, like she says, like, this dude is a bona fide sexual predator. He's done X, Y, and Z. Yep. Many, some of the people or therapies, some of the people don't want to continue pursuing or they, their their massage therapy practice. It, they they met all of this, and then and then Sue Robinson just goes, but you know, based on everything the NFL has done in the past, six games, which well is true. Which by the way, that part of it's true. Like that's what I get into. Like every other time somebody's been a sexual predator in the NFL, ah, four six games, which it's just and this is the thing that I talked about. This thing I talked about with you, Jordan. I po- It's like at a certain point, if the NFL is really not going to take these things seriously, which giving somebody six games is not taking this seriously, why are you even trying? Like, je- like why even insert yourself into this? Like, and I, I, like, I want to see people held accountable, right, Jordan? You want to too, I assume. You, like, yes. Yeah, we want to see people held accountable, but it's like if you're the NFL and you're not even going to try, like, what are you doing? Like, what are they doing? What is the, like, it's just, because six games, who, who does that suspension, who does this punishment, like, who, who, who looks at that and is like, that's good. It's either, Jordan, you're with me, you're with you, you're with plenty of people who think that, you think he did it, (laughs) at the very least in the four cases that the NFL brought up, let alone the 20 other ones. Which they all follow the same pattern, apparently. So I have no reason to believe if he did it in the first four, he didn't do it in the other twenty. Him and his him and the hand towel that's seen it all. But if you think he did it, you're like, well, what the <laughs> should be in jail. I mean, none of it's a criminal trial, because nobody pressed charges, but they're all civil trials, but still you're like, well, should be in jail, let alone not really able to play football ever. Or you I don't know, you're in the camp with Either with the NFLPA or you're just the NFL or just you know the NFLPA I believe is probably just is just I, just you know trying to he pays his dues whatever they got to defend him what but you know you're in the camp of people who do exist who think he didn't do anything you know you're, it's either you think he did it or you think all these women are lying and if you think that you think he shouldn't be in trouble at all and then the NFL is like I will meet you in the middle on this one and there's really no meeting in the middle on this is that unfair? Like, it's just, ah, God, it's like, they keep... No, that's, that, that's pretty on point. Like, there's no meeting in the middle on this, right? You're like, oh, well, you know, we, two sides to this, I guess. Ah, we'll give them six games. Which is, again, the NFL, by the way, they're allegedly trying to appeal this because they were pushing for a year. The NFL is pushing for a year and, like, a fine, and, like, he had to do some kind of treatment, which, what the, what the fuck is the treatment for it? Like, what treatment do you go to for this? Like, that's nothing, but whatever. They're, but 
even that, like, if you get to that point, a year? Is a year enough? Like, like if you want people to be held accountable, also a year of not playing professional football, is, like, that's not really a good penalty either. I mean, it's not, we don't even need to get into the fact that, like, the Browns set up his contract when they signed him to where all of his money basically was either for this season as a signing bonus that he already has in his pocket or got pushed to next year. So even if he does get suspended for a whole year, by the way, he's only losing about like $300,000. It's not even like he's losing one-fifth of, you know, the biggest contract in NFL history that the dude got. It's just, it's like, what are we doing? Like, even if he gets suspended for a year, is that is, does that feel like accountability to you? No. No, like, that's the point. But it's like the NFL has chosen to, like, center themselves in it. Like, they have chosen to try to portray themselves as, I don't know, well, I mean, I was gonna, they are a legal entity. But you know what I mean? Like, they're all, like the NFL has chosen to, like, center itself as, like, a judicial body, as something that, like, the NFL, you know, when you start suspending people for things like this, Things don't pertain to the game of football, which I'm not. I'm not arguing against. But when you start doing it, <laughs> you know, Jordan, you open yourself up to like the co- the question of like, well, do you think this is accountability for this then? And it's just, I, and again, Jordan, they get it wrong every time, like every single time. Never do they get this right. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, I don't even know. I don't even really know where I'm going with this now. I'm kind of losing. I'm kind of losing myself now. I'm kind of like just kind of like melding into like the the pot that is that is my thoughts i I don't have a i don't even have a sentence i couldn't even finish that sentence like like i don't even have like a coherent finished thought on this but it's just they keep doing this like they keep and i was talking about this too again like this like i want to come on here and talk about training camp i want to talk about the patriots roster not necessarily all good stuff but I want to talk about football, about the sport, about schemes, about, I don't know, zone blocking, do a, talk about the draft a little bit, but we can't. Because the NFL continuously bungles these situations about very, very important things. About violence against women, against violence against children, about, about violence against any, anybody. <laughs> Just continuously bungles it, so it would be irresponsible to not talk about it. Like, I can't just come on here and do my podcast and talk about the NFL and not acknowledge this. That would be ridiculous. I'd be an asshole if I did that. So, (laughs) just keep doing it wrong. And now, by the way, again, the way this is set up now is that if the decision of, like, the independent, whatever the word they use is, adjudicator or whatever, if it gets appealed, which the NFL is now appealing it, and then just gets right brought right up to the desk of Roger Goodell, and then he either decides on the appeal where they just they don't they don't introduce any new evidence. They just look over everything that was presented again. Can't go anything beyond that in scope. Only limited to that. It's only about like the penalty and the final decision. He reassesses it, or whoever he appoints and assesses it, and then they come to a new decision, which either. Again, it gets a little bit jungled up now because I, I didn't expect them to appeal it, honestly. Because honestly, at a certain point, I was just looking at, at this as, this is what the league really wants. They really just want to give him, like, a slap on the wrist. But they know they can't say it. And the NFLPA knows they can't say it. So they'll bring in this other lady. She'll make the decision. The NFL will just pretend that their hands are tied. And then, 
we, we just march merrily on, I guess, and then late October you turn on a Browns game, and oh, there's Deshaun Watson running out there and slinging the ball around and collecting his money, and you probably don't see him on like a Tostitos commercial anytime soon, but oh, God, you know, he's got the most money anybody's ever made for playing football, so what do you, you know, I think he's probably sleeping okay at night. So, just, I don't know, maybe now, maybe now they do give him a year, but even then, like, I don't know, you know, maybe they had, maybe they told, maybe this woman was told to only give him a slap on the wrist so, like, Goodell could come in from on high and be like, no, 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 it's a year, we take this seriously, but even if he does that, like, does the NFLPA sue, or does, you know, Deshaun Watson's team sue, because again, they're, again, Deshaun Watson, their team, they, they deny that any of this happened. The report keeps saying that, like, everybody's in agreement except for Deshaun Watson. He's, him and his people are saying he did none of this. Like, do they sue? Like, do they go back to another judge who then looks at it and goes, oh, well, you know, Goodell, like, the precedent is that you don't get, you only get people, like, a month for this usually. So, like, are we stuck in, like, and we went, and by the way, we went a full, um, let's applaud ourselves. We went a full 25 minutes without saying this word. But do we have another deflate gate? And it just, it just goes up to, like, the Supreme Court? And we just have to talk about this for a year? Oh, my God. Like, it's, it's, and this is, this is annoying for me, by the way. I cannot imagine, by the way, if you were somebody who has been sexually assaulted, who has trauma from that, who just, just, you just have to continuously see, like, things that are very personal to you, very traumatized to you, very painful to you, just used as, like, a discourse fodder for stupid sports podcasts, which is exactly what we're doing. But then they're, oh my God, you know what I'm saying, Jordan? Say something. Rep, (laughs) passing the baton to you. I need to like light a Um, cigarette or something. Jesus. I mean, I guess also, you know, moving beyond this, you get into the deeper nature of crime and punishment and what is rehabilitation? What does it mean to actually move on and change and progress as a person? And, you know, whether or not people they do something wrong, are they always going to be this person that did this wrong thing, or can they grow and can they change? But I, I, at least from the evidence we've been presenting, what Sue Robinson says in her report that, you know, Deshaun Watson did this, there's no doubt, there's no question that he didn't do this, that he's assaulted and harassed these women, that he shows no remorse to it, that literally everybody on planet Earth but him and the people around him say that he's done it um it it, it reaches the point of like where are we really going to go from here because despite what the president is despite what the the, pro, uh, the the conduct policy in the cba between the nfl and the nfl players association is it, how how much longer can can the nfl as as a business tolerate this you know, how much money are they going to lose when they're just letting a serial sexual assaulter just play on one of the probably, I mean, to be fair, I think it'd be fair to call the Browns one of the more exciting, better teams, especially oh, yeah. in the conference oh, yeah. that they're playing yeah, in. Yeah, fine. Yeah, fine. They'll be that, good. They'll be good. He's really good. Like, LB, they'll be fine. But it's, but <laughs> it's, it's it, at, at some point we have to say that and 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 it's kind of crazy for me to say this because it's it's, it's kind of a, of an insane thing but like maybe the top talent in this business the the people who represent the NFL as a brand you know the quarterbacks 
especially the young, black, exciting, mobile, you know, you know, QBs that are just taking the league by storm. Maybe they should just not even they, you know, sort of, you know, what the the quote the quote Julius Caesar, uh, you know, maybe the 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 faces of the franchise should be beyond suspicion. Oh, it's just it's like oh yeah, but don't worry though. Sue, I've got I don't even have a, way, a good way to squeeze this in. But I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. Then Sue Robinson, by the way, in in her just final like sentencing, I guess we'll call it the sentencing. Mm-hmm. She says, oh, also recognizing that the only discipline mentioned in the CBA is finer suspension. I never believe, nevertheless, believe it's appropriate for Mr. War- Watson to limit his massage therapy to club directed sessions and club approved massage therapists for the duration of his career. And so impose this mandate as a condition to his reinstatement. As in to say. Oh, and also as a part of this, you should say, like, no, no more private massages. I think this, this, this will probably resolve itself if you just force and only use the team staff. Only only subject the, the like the Browns team training staff to, uh, to, 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 oh, God, what's the word for towel that starts with a D? Oh, God, duvet is a kind of sheet, but that's not a towel. And then even, Washcloth you know, Watson. Washcloth. Washcloth. Yeah, that's pretty good. Thank you. And, it, and of course, even if you're if you're part of the training staff, it is how do you how comfortable are you going to feel working <laughs> with the guy? You know, if I'm if I'm a team therapist, I'm a physical therapist, I'm 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 not going to want to touch him. Oh, imagine you're like the the first day of training camp, the first day of OTAs, you're like the Browns trainer, and they're like, all right, you got to go give uh give uh give number four a massage. Like number four, yeah, no number four, just just get in there, don't even worry about it. Just his glutes a little tight, just. Like what? Like what do you do? Like what are we doing? Yeah, like his hand, his hamstrings a little tight. You know, you got you got to go out there and yeah. You know, how's his shoulder? Fine, fine. It says, says his shoulder's fine. And then even 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 just sort of moving even beyond this, just 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 to talk about you know him having the largest contract in NFL history. It's like if they get rid of they got rid of Baker Mayfield or didn't want to you know <laughs> Baker Mayfield anymore because he wasn't being enough of an adult. Poor bit. And with that, look, what is the guy they replaced him with? Throws for more yards. That's all it was ever about. <laughs> more yards, more touchdowns, better QBR. That's like, well, I don't even want it. God, like that's that's like old news at this, you know? Like, that's why we got we we got we got to stop having these like multi month gaps in recording because this would have been the thing. But it's just it's like it's like at what point is this? Like, if the NFL wants to pretend that they take these things seriously, pretend that they are a body that will conduct investigations and have hearings and have trials. They want to pretend that they are, like, a a government, their own government. Mm -hmm. You can't just give the dude six games. You can't give any of these dudes six games. Like, at what point, like, I don't mean to be holier than thou here, but, like, at what point do you just go, like, all right, like, the only thing you can really do to really hold people accountable if you think they're doing this is just not not let him play football anymore. Like, yeah, I don't I mean, know if they could, like, not give him the money that's in his contract, but maybe you find a way to do that. Like, it's just, otherwise, it's just it's all a joke. Like, otherwise, it's all theater. It is genuinely all theater. That's all it is. It's like another game. It might as well just be a game within the game. Like, ooh, he got suspended. Like, that's a win. Is it, like... He's still gonna get two hundred something million dollars. He's gonna be playing in six weeks or a year, like even again, like a year. Like, is that even enough? Like, does that really make you feel good? 
Like, it feels good within the context of other suspensions in the NFL. But if you start thinking about it for, like, five minutes, you're like, oh, well, I mean, like, even if he wasn't, like, insulated in his contract against this, because the Browns were real generous. Like, yeah, I know, we'll, we'll put a, you get suspended for one of your 20 sec- ongoing sexual assault cases. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll protect you in your contract against that, Deshaun. Don't, don't you even worry about it. Like, the league itself comes out in this and even just makes the point, which, again, I don't even really want to defend the NFL because I think the NFL, even though now they're trying to allegedly do the right thing, I have no faith in the NFL. I have no faith that they really care. I, have, I think if people weren't mad about this, they wouldn't, if people didn't really think about this or didn't know about this, they wouldn't say a thing. They wouldn't do a thing. They just let it go on, you know? go on its merry way but even they say that like yeah you you can s- and actually because the woman was just saying that like the argument by the nflpa was that this was an unprecedented sentence relative to like what the you know the violation was and then the nfl basically responds to it is the exact quote according to the nfl if this recommended sentence is unprecedented as characterized by mr watson in the nflpa this is because his conduct is that's because his conduct is unprecedented the NFL's reasoning is reflected in the following testimony of one of its investigators, even with just the four women, because again, they only brought up four women in this thing. I think we haven't had someone who over the course of a year plus time committed sexual assault against four different people, which I'm sure somebody in the NFL somewhere has in the course of a year. But again, that's beside the point. And he uses again, invokes the league in some way of doing this. That in and of itself is unprecedented. Which is true. Like, it's just... Like, what are they doing? Like, what? Like, what? Like, I want to ask, like, what's what's the end game of this? And the end game of this is that Deshaun Watson comes out of the tunnel at some point and plays NFL football and collects all of his money. And that's just just kind of it, but... I guess, I mean, regardless of how this thing ends up with Deshaun... If, if the NFL is really serious, they they have to they have to like revise their policy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like at they this have point, to. Like in this moment, to me, any anything less than like, all right, we got caught with our pants down on this. We haven't been harsh enough on this. That if you do it, you're banned. No more. You can't be in the NFL anymore. If you're going around sexually assaulting men, women, any anybody, can't do that. Can't can't beat your wife. You can't beat your kid. Like you do any of it, no more NFL for you. No, no more. We, we can't throw you in jail. We can't do that. But we've been saying we take this seriously for a long time. Anymore we do that, you can't do it. And I mean, and I understand they can't, they literally can't just do that tomorrow. This would have to be in the CBA and they'd have to make like, because that, this is why it won't happen. This is why it would never happen. Because, you know, everything in the conduct policy is put in the CBA and it's like it's all spelled out when they negotiate it. They'd have to negotiate it. They'd have to go to the NFLPA. They'd have to, like, give something up is what would happen because the NFLPA wouldn't just let them do it. They wouldn't just let them do it because they should, really. But, you know, again, they're the union. Their job is to protect the players. Giving the league unilateral power to ban more players, I guess, doesn't fall under doesn't fall under something you want if you're a union. Whatever. They have to give something but, up. It, it, but, but, like... They're asking them to do so little. Right. But again, they they would. They so would, little. Well, let, let me face though. The NFLPA would push back or at least say like, okay, like if you give us this, if we give you this, you got to give us something, whether that's more money, something, anything, more roster spots for anything. And the NFL won't do it because they won't want to give anything up. They just want to posture and act like they care. Like the second that they're like, okay, but like you got to give players like point a half a percentage of the revenue more. 
and then or like you gotta like up the pension or you gotta do just something you know something that you trade because you're 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 doing a CBA and the NFLPA gets hosed constantly in these CBA negotiations so they get they want to get they're gonna want to get something and then the NFL probably won't want to give it up like that's just how I do you, do you think I'm wrong in saying that like I think if they like okay you can't have that but it'll cost you do you ever think the NFL would actually pony up whatever that would be. I mean, I don't think so, but maybe they give them, like, something symbolic. Like, I don't know. Like, they give them, like, 58 roster spots. Oh, that would be something. Just, that's, well, that's money. Yeah. That's the point. That's money out of – well, that would be money out of the pocket of players, though, because then everybody's making – just end up making less. You know, they'd have to give them more. But, yeah, like, I don't I just don't think they would. I just – I don't have faith. I hope they prove me wrong. I hope if they're listening in the league office, which I'm sure they are right now, in the, in the podcast listening division, hello, if you do it, you're proving me wrong. But like other than that, it's like it's just like I'm getting to a point where it's like, why even bother? Like if you're not going to give real, meaningful, lasting consequences to these things, like why even involve yourself? Why and why embroil the world in this discourse? Why drag us all down in this, drag us all into demanding accountability just to basically do nothing? Like, really, again, like, I've gotten to a point with, like, anything beyond, like, Deshaun Watson not being able to ever play football again, like, it's nothing. Like, it's nothing. It's a slap on the wrist. And you shouldn't get a slap on the wrist for sexually assaulting 20, 24 women. And then, once again, it's, it's not like the one case where, you know, he was getting a massage and he started feeling himself and, you know, it, things things got oh, yeah. lost in transition. Oh, and the no, no he, he, he did this 23 other times. Oh, and the woman even says that. And the, this, 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 uh, this, uh, you know, Judge, Judge Robinson, she even says that. She's like, it's normal to hit the guy. It's normal to, you know, go through Instagram. It's normal to want your lower half massage. Obviously, I've had plenty of work done on my hamstrings. Obviously, he's like, it's, she's like, it's even normal to get a, <coughs> while it's happening. Very normal. Happens to everybody. But it's, it's not normal to then, like, really be, like, rubbing it in their face. Really be making everybody uncomfortable. Like, re- like if you're making the masseuse who does this for a living, and I'm sure has seen plenty of, pl- plenty of meat. You know, seen plenty of, if they're getting uncomfortable by it, you're, like, you're doing something. If every masseuse you ever have then comes out with, like, didn't like it, made me uncomfortable, then you never go back to them ever, even one time. Not one of these. We had sixty masseuses in a fifteen mu- in a fifteen, not fifty, fifteen month period. Which again, I don't even know if that's a high number. Sounds like a high number, but maybe it's not. I don't have information tracking how many different massage therapists professional athletes use in a year. I don't have that information in front of me. I don't have that report from the National Bureau of. I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't see why you would need more than one. It sounds like a lot, right? Why would you want more than one, really? I don't know, but if not a single, if you never go back to a single one of them, a single one of them never wants you to come back. By the way, again, this report says he was not hitting up, like, well-known, established massage there. He was just, like, they're like, some of these women he was going, by the way, all women, every one of these was a woman, as far as I could tell. No, no dudes in there. No, no dudes getting mixed up in there. But, like, some of these women he was going to weren't even licensed. He was just, he's like, ah, I'm, I'm Deshaun Watson. I'm a professional athlete. 
My body is the instrument with which I make my living. If anything goes wrong with my body, I'm missing out on millions of dollars. Mm, I'm going to slide into the DMs of this woman advertising being a masseuse on Instagram who does not have a license. This seems like the thing I should do for my career. Like, what Like what are we doing? Like, this, like it's like, I don't even, I don't even, like, like I just need to, I just need to put that out there. Like they're like some of these women, not even not even actual massage therapists. He's just like, and I don't I don't want to like insult people who do business over Instagram. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying you'd feel like if you're a professional athlete, you're going to the team, you go into like maybe go to TV12, you know, go to go. It feels like maybe you do you go into like something a little bit higher scale, you know. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you're doing this because just you just get off on going in and just forcing yourself on massage therapists. And that's just your thing. That's why you do this. And that's like everybody in the world. Like everybody in the world pertaining to the NFL agrees with that. Except for Deshaun Watson and, and people who just really want to continue this narrative that all these women are lying. But otherwise, yeah. So I, I don't know. Like it's just – like, and, and like – the thing I still struggle to understand about all of this, like even if it is sort of like I don't know, like a fetish or like a king for him, like he can he can he can have someone do that not as consensually. Just, I don't I don't ever want to get into it. That's that's that, that's the thing. I just that's that that's the takeaway. The thing is he likes forcing himself on people. Like I don't, I don't even he, want, he, I don't he, want to get into he, it. You can, and you can still find someone to nope. do that consensually. That, with. That, that's not doesn't doesn't clearly doesn't do it for him if it's consensual. Or else obviously you would. Why else would you do this? You're Deshaun Watson. Like you're a national champion. You're a starting quarterback. Obviously this dude could have. I don't want to say he could have any woman he wanted, but he could have some woman if he wanted. You know, like. He could go, he could go, he could go pull, he could go get himself some ladies that me and you could never dream of, Jordan. But that's not what it's about. He likes, clearly this is what he likes. He likes forcing himself on people who are not there for it. Not what they're into. They don't want him. They're just doing their job. He's just like, that's, I don't know, that's his thing. Which is whatever. Which I don't even want to, I don't want to sit here to, what, to sit here and have people listen to us analyze fetishes. Like, mm-hmm. Like that's clearly his. Th- that's just his thing. Like that's what. That's what it's all. Obviously, like I, I think that's a very easy inference to make. That that is, you know, that that is the thing for him. That's, you know, that's that's what uh, that's that's what gets him out of bed in the morning. You know, but. It, uh... So yeah, it's like, yeah, like just I don't know. Like I I, I kind of want I kind of want to move on from this, but yeah, just like my my. My my conclusive my conclusive like my line I'm drawing my line in the sand, you know I always love to talk about like I would like to draw my line in the sand so I could be consistent on something. At this point, it's like I don't even I don't even ca- I don't even care what happens with this because I know it's not going to be enough. I know it. The NFL did be enforced to reckon. I hope ideally, if the NFL really cares, this is them being for- which they don't. But this is them being forced to reckon with like just a decade of mismanaging this type of situation. And just being forced to deal with the precedent that's set. Like, at this point, like, now if the NFL does not start, start like, seriously pushing for, like, serious, serious, like, not playing football anymore consequences for this kind of thing, like, I just, it's it's not enough. Like, it'll just, it'll just not be enough. To me. Uh, how do you, do you feel any differently, Jordan? Like, let's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, I mean, if they're very, if they're actually serious about this, that they want to protect the 
integrity of the, of the NFL as a business and their talent and to like actually promote a more inclusive viewership or fan base or whatever, whatever buzzwords they want to use. This, this can't happen again. And Deshaun Watson, you are a nasty, nasty dude. Like Deshaun Watson's 25, but what for the next 12 years, turn on the TV, Sunday night football. Oh, there he is. There's Deshaun Watson again. Like, Oh, there he goes. He's got the little towel in his back pocket. I wonder what that one's seen. Like, oh my god. I guess. Yeah. Even even worse than him are the people who thinks he did not think he thinks he did nothing wrong. Oh, but I mean they're enabled. Like I don't, even, I don't even care about them. I don't even care about that. That that I don't even care about. Like it's it's. I. Just, oh God, what are we doing? Like what what it like? It's just. It this isn't gonna be the last time we talk about this because again. If the if the league gives him a year, he'll sue. This will go up to a court. We'll have another decision to read, and another decision to read, and another decision to read. And they'll get like a stay on the suspension, and like halfway through the year, then they'll get to come back, and then we'll have to serve it later. It'll just be. We've gone through this. We've gone through this about much sillier things. And just oh my god, oh it sucks. I hate it. Bre- bre- Browns really thought they were going to pull a fast one. They probably are. They're going to get the player at some point. They're going to get Deshaun Watson, who is a very talented, very good football player that they would not have otherwise been able to obtain under any other circumstances because under no other circumstances, a 25-year-old quarterback of this caliber becoming available. And they just, you know, they're going to have to do do some reckoning with their training staff, but... You know, B- Baker's out there in Carolina now. My one, my one caveat to all of this, my one extremely selfish caveat to this, is I did really want to see Deshaun versus Baker, Week One, and I just wanted to see Baker Mayfield, who I profess to be a fan of, just absolutely light the Browns up, like somehow finagle it where like Deshaun Watson is suspended in perpetuity, except for Week One of this season. So I'm not even going to get that. He's going to come back in October, apparently. But I don't even get that. Mm-hmm. So again, hopefully hopefully Baker lights them up and the Panthers and the Browns lose by 50. The Browns, who up till now I've been a fan of, loved watching their moves. I uh, really enjoyed the rebuild. Ruined it. Made it bad. Don't even want to get into it. I don't want to sit here and talk about it. Like, it feels icky. Like, I feel icky even bringing that stuff up, Jordan. Like, I, fe- I hate it that we're having an NFL discussion. I feel icky talking about, like, actual football stuff. But, like, they forced me into this. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I started, I'm like, oh, I feel gross even talking about it. Like, oh, I want to see the game. Like, I, fuck me. I, I suck. But, but it's just, ah, oh, God. Okay, that's enough. That's enough of that. I'm ripping off the Band-Aid. So, anyway, another take that kind of kind of falls apart a little bit that I had ready to go with, with them deciding to appeal it to themselves, which, again, is, is just very funny, honestly. Like, that in and of itself is just... Is, is kind of comedy. But the yesterday, about 24 hours after the Deshaun Watson thing came up, the NFL, it so happened to be the time that they reported and handed down a discipline to the Miami Dolphins for a, a wide variety of things pertaining to tampering, uh, potential tanking, and all sorts of stuff, which I, again, yesterday went, okay, well, you know, this 
crafty move by the NFL. Everybody's talking about Deshaun Watson. It's a bad look. We'll just drop. We find we got. They were just holding. They were like it's obviously didn't decide this yesterday. They they knew when the ruling was coming out. They had this in their back pocket. Just dropped it on us. You know it is kind of distracting. It is kind of a fascinating little thing. Which again that take falls apart a little bit, but you know it did distract us while they decided to. But basically, what has happened is, in in part because I don't know if it's completely because of the Brian Flores allegations that the Dolphin that like the Stephen Ross the owner was trying to make him meet with with nameless quarterback or like was paying him to tank. But the Dolphins got investigated a bunch, and they got fined. Their first-round pick next year, a third-round pick in 2024, which, by the way, I looked into it. None of these were picks that they traded to the Chiefs for Tyreek Hill. I, I looked into that because that was my first thought. I didn't remember. None of these were going to the Chiefs. But uh, the owner is suspended, actually, until about week seven. So him and Deshaun can be buddies, I guess. Him and Deshaun can hang out for six weeks. And then, like, the, the owner got fined, like, like what whatever. You know, him and he's suspended for six months. He's, like, off of league voting councils indefinitely, what, whatever. But <laughs> the stuff that they were doing is very interesting. So the first thing is, if you haven't heard about this, that they came out and said, like, we looked into the, you know, what Flora said that the owner was, like, offering him, like, what was it, like $100,000, per game that they lost in 2019, I believe it was 2019, like every game they lost, he'd pay him money, they were trying to tank, which, which, what, whatever, you know, every, every, teams tank, right, that doesn't even bug, that's whatever, but the league said, nope, they, they, they weren't doing that, or there's not enough evidence to that, who, which, by the way, I told you about this, they got popped for a bunch of other stuff, but Jordan, let me read you the statement, from the owner, Stephen Ross, that came out immediately after. This was his mm-hmm. statement after, again, they got popped for tampering. A lot of tampering. Dude got suspended, lost a first-round pick, got uh, fined $500,000. Now, Jordan, let me see if this uh, reads like the statement of somebody who got popped for all those things. The independent investigation cleared our organization on any issues relating to tanking and all of Brian Flores' other allegations. As I have said all along, these allegations were false, malicious, and deflammatory. And this issue is now put to rest. With regards to tampering, I strongly disagree with the conclusion in the punishment. However, I will accept the outcome because the most important thing is that there will be no distinction, excuse me, be no distractions for our team as we begin an exciting and winning season. I will not allow anything to get in the way of that. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. He really came out and he's like, ah, see, we weren't tanking. We weren't doing that. <laughs> Take that, Flores. <laughs> Take that, Brian. But anyway, we actually will do some New England stuff. Um, The, the TLDR is that... <laughs> The page is that the Dolphins were having impermissible communications with one Mr. Thomas Brady in 2019 and were contacting him as early as August of 2019, which just to refresh your memory, if you're if you're like me in the last two, three years, our weird blob, which very hard to parse out when certain things happened. Very difficult. 
August of 2019 was the training camp going into Brady's last season with the Patriots. So the Dolphins mm-hmm. are talking to him as soon as them, and apparently we're in touch with him throughout the season. And then also, again, <laughs> we're talking to him after he retired with the Bucks. Like, tell it, like, trying to get him to either be an executive or maybe become a limited partner with the Dolphins or maybe even come back and play. Like, they were trying to offer him an ownership stake in the team, and then it didn't work out. Maybe they just didn't give him a good enough deal. Like, I, we, we theorized about this a little bit. The, like, he didn't really want to come back for the Bucks, but the Bucks wouldn't let him out of his contract. And instead, they, like, I don't know, like, gave him firing Arians or whatever. Like, all these things have been rumors, and it's very nice to see them, like, substantiated. Because if you remember, when Flores' allegations originally came out and, like, the contents of the lawsuit came out, he said that, like, the owner was trying to have him have a secret meeting with a quarterback, did not name him, who was under contract, and that he was, like, coming in on his yacht in, like, the dead of the night in the in the fog of the ocean of a meeting, and Flores was like, no, 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 this is tampering, I'm out of here, and we kind of joked, oh, maybe it was Brady. Turns out it was Brady! <laughs> Which, um... You know, to any anybody, me included, who thought, you know, in 2019, like, eh, it seems like Brady uh, has one foot out the door here. Jordan, does it seem like Brady maybe had one foot out the door? Uh, it appears that he uh, had one foot out the door. Which I can't even blame. Which n- none, of the, none of this makes me feel anything negative about Brady, by the way. I want to put that out. Like, Brady had the team, the Patriots would not give him a contract that he wanted. They kept drafting quarterbacks. Like, what? We've talked about this a million times, right? How the Brady, how the Patriots, like, clearly mishandled the Brady thing, wouldn't give him what he wanted. That's why he left. So you you, you can't even blame him. If you're like Brady and you you ask for a contract extension, a very reasonable contract extension, the team says no, and you're like, ah, I gotta stop. They start looking at other things. <laughs> and he did. I don't know why the Dolphins. But dude, maybe dude just really likes Florida. He does, he does seem to have an affinity for Florida. Dude this seems is to true. like Florida, you know? But <laughs> maybe that's why he missed OTAs his last season. Brady just took a, you know, Brady Brady hopped in the yacht, turned off all the, any kind of navigational equipment, made sure nobody could track him, yachted himself right down there to Florida for a little secret rendezvous with Stephen Ross. Nobody the wiser came in under the fog of the night. Who's to say? But... And also they were apparently, uh, they're also talking to Sean Payton a lot, which also was a thing people were rumoring about. But yeah, apparently they were talking to Sean Payton when they shouldn't have been talking to Sean Payton. And New Orleans wouldn't let them talk to him. And then he retired, and then they tried to talk to him again, and they wouldn't let him because they probably knew. So, yeah, and then again, the, the, the report, which is very funny, it's only about three pages, goes into just how they weren't tanking and how there's no proof of that and how, like, in in fairness, like, like, they beat the Patriots at the end of 2019, if you remember. Remember, 2019 was yeah, quite like last season, a season where the Patriots just looked like the best team in the league for the first three-fourths and then fell apart entirely for no real perceivable reason and then lost really badly in the wild card round, which is what they've done two of the last three years. And I can't really explain it, but it's happened. But they took a break last – they took a break two years ago and just were bad all year with Cam Newton, but besides the point. Yeah, so <laughs> so so I just for anybody who who still is like the last holdout of like there were no problems between the Patriots and Brady or any of it, and he just left on good terms. Uh, there there's a there's another th- if like you're one of the people who still trumpets that 
Jordan, which they still exist, by the way, believe it or not. I, I think Tom Brady left on good terms. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking it, it about. It really seems that way. He was just having like a casual secret in international waters rendezvous with Stephen Ross. Brian Flores just jumped off, just jumped off the side, just swam away. Didn't want to be complicit. So, uh, you know, uh, shout shout out to Brian Flores. Just, just a W for him. It, it might be. They, they, like, got in trouble. And then his, his legal team also kind of came out and said, like, yeah, we're happy, but we'd really like to see some real lasting consequences or accountability. And then I read that, and I'm like, well, you, welcome to the world of trying to get billionaires punished. Like, it's, <laughs> like, it's not going to be. Like, they levied the maximum thing that they ever give against anybody, which is a big fine and loss of a first-round pick. So, uh, you know, which, but, which they have, they, they have two first round picks. So it's not like, it doesn't really matter, but you know, it's, it, it matters. It's like, it's, you know, you know, it's a finger wag against, Hey, don't do it. every, every now and then all these leagues, the NBA, especially they can't punish everybody for tampering all the time because everybody's tampering all the time. But every now and then you need to, you need to just real quick, make an example of somebody either to, prove that you care and keep people on their toes or at the very least give the illusion that you care to give the illusion that everybody's not cheating all the time or at the very least like you know punish them for being stupid and have it be traceable because like this is on them because genuinely how do you even catch them for this because i i don't know if there's like a longer document anywhere but like how do you how can you have a secret meeting with Tom Brady and have there be a paper trail to it? Like genuinely, like how, like what, like how, how can you not, I feel like Jordan, me and you could have a secret meeting with Tom Brady and we'd be able to make it complete. Nobody would be able to know. Cause you think like Brady told the league. Like really? I think, I think you know, Tom, some, some would say Tom Brady's actually sitting next to me right now. Yeah, who knows? You know, Tom Brady has a great relationship with the league disciplinary policy. So it's like, it's really, it's like, really, it's probably more a matter of like, you deserve to be punished for just doing it in a way where you could be found out. Because really, how do you have a secret meeting? How do you have this meeting in a way where they're able to prove you had it? through means other than either Steven Ross or Tom Brady telling the league that they did it. Like, how do you just, how do you not figure out a way to do it? Like we talked about this yesterday, Tom Brady. I don't know if yachts have black boxes that they do. Brady's was in the ocean. I, I, you know, dude probably had nothing on no lights on in the boat. They had, he had a, he had Edelman walking around on, like, stilts with a Tom Brady mask on in, like, Foxborough somewhere to throw people off of his trail. The whole thing. Like, how do you, like, that's usually, usually when people get popped for tampering. My, I know I just spent, like, 40 minutes ranting about accountability. This is, mm-hmm. uh, this is uh, much less serious. I'll, I'll, I'll put this out if anybody needs this to be made clear for them. I take sexual assault much more seriously than I take tampering in a sports league. But my default stance kind of is like, I don't care if people get punished for tampering, but they should get punished for being stupid about it and making it obvious. Because how do you get caught? Like, how did they get caught? I want to know. I hope that comes out. Because, like, what? Did somebody tattle? 
Oh, it's unbelievable. Do you have any theories as to how they got caught, Jordan? I think I think I think there's an inside man. Okay. I think I think there's somebody in the Dolphins organization who is uh dissatisfied with the current changes well, that, in the direction of the team. That was Brian Flores. Brian Flores said that this happened. Someone else other than Brian Flores, and then the, and then that person substantiated his claims. Well, that's just bad form on the on the hand of uh, Stephen Rawson because it wasn't the GM because Chris Gear I think's been there the whole time. So it wouldn't be him. I don't know. Very, very sloppy. Very sloppy work by the Dolphins on this one. That's just sloppy. That's why you get popped. You you deserve to get popped for being sloppy. I think that's a fair case. Like in the NBA, if you sign a player whose dad you just hired and whose dad's agent you just hired to work for your team office and you sign the dude within a minute of free agency opening – Maybe that that is when you come in and you're like, no, 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 no. You got to get in trouble for this. At least pretend that this was a fair process, you dummies. Come on, give this the entertainment business. Like, at least give the illusion that we're, that some of this is on the up and up. Come on. Like you, we, we, there's a line you can't cross. So uh, I can't wait to see the Knicks get fined a second round pick, by the way. But... Really... You know, and also, also, just to be clear, tampering happens all the time. Oh, oh, that's my point, right? That's what I'm saying. It happens all the time. We know it happens all the time. But at, you deserve to be punished if you do it stupidly. That's when you deserve to get popped. Just to just be told, like, hey, get in line. Like, do it right, idiot. And I'm sure now Stephen Ross will never, <laughs> ne- will do everything with the utmost secrecy ever. We'll never hear another peep about him ever tampering. This man will oh, will have a room full of burner phones not in his house and like a house that he bought under a fake name that can in no way be tied to him. He'll buy like a like a like a lodge under the name like Reven Sauce. We'll have all his secret meetings with all with all these players. And that'll be that because again, you can't have this out if you're the league, you know. Because now if you're a Chiefs fan, you're like, oh, it's kind of weird that Tyreek Hill demanded a trade all of a sudden. Well, Stephen Ross tampered with him. Like, it's just, you can't have it, but that's the point. That's why you need to be like, hey, idiots, do whatever you want. We know you do. Like, the league is just the owners. Like, we say the league, like, it's a separate entity from the owners, but it's not. Like, the league office is just, you know, the the dudes that the, all these owners hire to oversee their product, basically. They're like, hey, all of us, we got to be smarter. Like when they have the big roundtable owners meeting that I picture happening at a really, really long, round, football-shaped boardroom table. Definitely football-shaped. And they kind of like argue who has to like sit at like the point. Maybe they want to sit at the point. I think I think Jerry Jones sits at one point, and then everybody else fights to see who sits at the other. Wait, see, I'm saying would you want to sit at the point? I feel like the point would be uncomfortable. Because it's not like, like, like a like, – not like a like a like a rectangle where it's like a nice seat you know at the end it's like kind of pointy kind of like digging to your side you'd think like i get like the authority but you also have like no space to put down like try to put down like a like a folder on that i think you'd want to be at the point maybe like the middle of the football like kind of like the peak of the arc so it's like which which lace do you want to be at because there's laces painted on the table oh absolutely oh yeah 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 no you want to have a lace seat oh yeah you don't want to have you don't want to have a point seat you want to have a lace seat don't want to be on, like, the non-lace side. 
I don't know. Exactly. Questions for the league, league office screening person listening to this. Please, um, please, please send me a photo. I want to know what the seating dynamic. Like again, do they put like the like the lesser owners at the points or really far away from the points? Because it's obviously a hierarchy to it. Like is it like Mara's, Jerry Jones, Crafts, like art, like the Roonies, like they get like like what's where where are they sitting? Like where are like the prime seats versus where like. I, 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 I can't think of the other owners, but like the, the lesser owners, because they are lesser owners. Anyway, so, you know, like Brady could have been a lesser owner of the Dolphins. Could have. Because they were trying to offer him a stake in the team to go alongside like his like $300 million Fox broadcasting deal. You know, God, 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 by the way, Jordan, Almost forgot to bring this up. It's Brady's birthday today, as of us recording this, on August 3rd. I believe I'm going to post this tomorrow, but it's Brady's birthday today. He's 45 years old. He did it. He got he climbed, He climbed. got to the mountain. He said he said he'd do it. And, and, and even though he is washed up, he's still the best player in the league. <laughs> man, man, man made it to the summit, and now he's just going to keep going. But even though Tom Brady is cooked. Some will claim he, he is cooked. He's still he's a, he's just still the best quarterback in the league. But <laughs> do you believe MVP me? I he's him. cooked. I, Jordan has to die. Jordan's on that hill, and he's not. He's not. His corpse is still lying upon it. It's an honorable. Even the 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 Husker Tom Brady threw for five thousand yards last season, but he's cooked. All right, don't question it. He retired, got offered an ownership stake in the Dolphins. Bucks wouldn't let him take it, is what I assume it was. Because again. I, I thought this I I was reading rumors about this and I believed them before it was substantiated by the league that it was happening. So now I'm I'm emboldened, Jordan. Any any rumor I buy into I think is right. And I think I'm right to think I'm right. Like I fully buy into my theory that like Brady only came back to the Bucks on the condition like they let him fire the coach. I don't think he liked Bruce Arians. I'm 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 all in on it. I'm all I'm emboldened. I'm emboldened. I keep being emboldened. I keep being vindicated every every little Patriots conspiracy, alleged conspiracy keeps turning out to be right because who could have known when Brady was being interviewed by Jim Nance and went, yeah, I'm the saddest 8-0 and quarterback there's ever been. Maybe you could read into that and go, I think Brady's upset with some stuff right now. People are like, no, he's just kidding. No, come on, he loves Nikhil. He's loving it. Come on, he loves going out there and throwing to Nikhil Harry and whoever else was on the Patriots that year. Kobe Myers. Uh, that was the who was the tight end that year? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But Gr- anyway, Gronk was still the, there. What? Gronk was still there. Was he? I don't think he was. I think he was. I don't think he was. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm looking up the roster, but I'm not going to stop to talk about it. But you know, nope. That was a Matt Lacoste year, baby. Oh, oh you... boy. Those were the true dark ages. <laughs> Those were not good days. But, oh, yeah, baby. No, that was that. Oh, Sanu was still there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was when their set was there. That, yep, that was the year they brought Antonio Brown for, like, five minutes. And they were like, okay, this this, this, didn't, this didn't work. And that whole situation blew up. But, yep, Brady was just having secret, secret, secret boat rides to Miami. The... Under under the cover of night, down down the Atlantic coast. Although I don't doubt that 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 Brady, in order to preserve secrecy, 
because he's clearly much better at this, went like all the way around Canada, went through the Panama Canal, just to be safe. Kind of did the loop. Maybe, like, or maybe went to California, visited his parents, got on like an unmarked, like, fishing vessel. Again, got brought out through San Fran, went through the canal, like something. I'm sure Brady was very discreet. I'm sure I'm Mr. Smash's phone, Brady. I'm sure he was, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure he was very discreet, but. Yep, dude, dude, dude really was done with the Patriots by 2019. My, my God. Dude was like, I'm not coming to OTAs. I'm not playing with, with Nikhil Harry and Matt Lacoste. Like, what are you, like, what are we doing here? I hate this. They just give, why don't you give me like the Drew Brees contract? I just want like, I, I asked for f- two years, 50 million. You, you gave me incentives. Like what? A, stop it. I think the Dolphins were like, we'll give you $10 million with incentives that can reach 20. I'm sure that's what Stephen Ross was offering him at the secret boat meeting. But, yes, that's that. So, uh, Dolphins got punished, and I think I tweeted this out last night on my Twitter, at Jake R. Elmsley, that I believe Brady is the first player in league history to be at the center of two teams losing a first-round draft pick. Yeah, Tom. Tom, he, he's really he's really manipulating. Think he's the Palpatine of the NFL. Tom, Tom makes an impact anywhere he goes. Or you can prescribe to the theory that Belichick intentionally knew about all of this and set it in motion the second he texts the wrong Brian. Congratulate Brian Dayball on being the head coach. Who knows? I'm by. I'm choosing to buy into that. I'm choosing to think that Belichick did this all intentionally to like knew that the Dolphins. We're doing some not legal things and decided to incense Brian Flores to rally against them uh, after he'd been fired or after he'd stepped down. However, it went down. I don't exactly remember. I, I'm choosing Jordan to believe that Belichick did it intentionally in part because that's funny on uh, in part because it makes, you know, suddenly I'm back on board. I think they made a lot of good offseason moves. Jabril Peppers is going to be Jabril Peppers is going to be an underrated stud for them, you know. Ronnie Perkins, uh, Josh Uche, Anthony Signings, Simons, Connor McGovern. They're filling these holes in the front seven. They've been gearing up the last couple of years. Belichick's right. Yeah, Patricia and Joe Judge. They're gonna they're gonna really run the offense. I'm back on board, Jordan. I'm coming. I'm coming back aboard. If Belichick still was capable of this level of uh, Machiavellian sabotage. I'm back on board. I believe I believe you still got it, Jordan. He hasn't lost his edge. You know, his his quarterback was having secret meetings behind his back, but he still got his edge. He's still sharp as ever. So I've chosen to buy in. You have anything else on this Dolphins thing? Von Miller's gonna smoke all of them. It's possible. It's 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 quite possible. Cole Strange is gonna have his hands full. But it's okay, they put Trent Brown back on the left side. That's that's gonna be the difference. But 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 in all in all serious though, boy, Tua better take the best <laughs> step any quarterback has ever taken because he he is the next one to go. Oh oh oh, they give it to oh. You want to talk about the Dolphins? Oh yeah, no, they this is this this is it. Like this this is it for the Dolphins. Like they 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 try. They're giving Tua every every tool. They brought in an offensive coach. They 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 got they got him. You know they they got him Tyreek Hill like they 
They franchised Mike Gusecki. They tried to get him some old linemen. Like, they... Oh, they signed Teron Armistead to, like, the biggest contract ever. They, oh, they got Connor Williams. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, no, they're, they're giving him the tools. They're like, listen, Tua, a lot of people think you're not that guy. Oh, they signed Mohamed Sanu the other day. If we want to tie this all back in the... T- they got the 2019 Patriot they wanted all along, Jordan. They find the whole. They were just using Brady to get this Sanu. They literally, I think they signed him like two days ago. But yeah, no, they yeah they give it to everything. Not to not to do a dolphin. I mean, I guess that's our dolphins minute. But oh yeah, no, no, no. Like like Tua Tua's the next Tua's the next piece. They're giving they're giving him one last ride there in Miami, which you know you know God God bless him. You know God bless him. I, you know, I, got I mean, it's, it's worth talking about the Dolphins when they beat the Patriots twice next year. Yeah, they'll, they'll win six games, but somehow beat the Patriots. Yep. <laughs> they will somehow beat the Patriots. Tw- which, by the way, is, again, one of the things, again, in this report, they said, well, they probably weren't tanking because they beat the Patriots in, like, week 16. So. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that, that always happens. <laughs> that's just, you know, that's, you just chalk that up. Exactly. They're like, well, I mean, that hurt their draft position. They were trying to lose. Why would they just. Like, if there's a game to throw, just throw that one. Like, they were a lot better. <laughs> I think I think, I think, think they just wanted to, to throw a wrench in, a, in the yeah, playoff no. machine last or, year. Or they were just – or they looked at it and went, well, no. If we don't beat the Patriots in some random regular seat, like, in, like, the last month of the season when we're at home, people will know something's up. They'll be like, ah, three-win Dolphins team didn't beat a 12-win Patriots team week 14 in Miami. Ah, something's up. Dolphins weren't trying. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's not right. So, so yeah, that uh, that's that. Oh God, I'm getting tired. Jesus Christ, Jordan, this has been an exhausting one. It's been an emotionally draining one. Want to talk about sports for a minute? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about sports. Want to take a, a break? Sports talk. Do a little bit of sports talk. Real. We're gonna talk about players. We're gonna talk. We're going to talk stats. You know, get gear up, baseball fans. I think we're going to talk about this for a lot, but the MLB trade deadline was, again, as of recording this, yesterday. And me and Jordan are a little bit apart on this. But I did want to talk about the, the Red Sox deadline, which I am, again, I'm drawing a hard line. I'm taking a stance. And that stance is, Jordan, I am confused. I, 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 I am confused. The Red Sox, they set it up. They did what they said, Jordan. I and Bloom came out the other day and said, we're not buyers. We're not sellers. I'm not going to put a label on it. You know, I'm not going to put a label on this. Like, like, like my, like, like the, like a girl I met in my freshman dorm. No, 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 no. Would you, and I, then they traded Vasquez on Monday, I believe to the Astros. While they were playing the Astros, so we could just, I assume he got on the bus home. They traded Vasquez. It's like, okay, they're selling, which I, before the deadline, took the stance of I don't want them to sell. I don't necessarily, didn't necessarily want to see the Red Sox buy either. I don't think the team has been good enough to deserve that, like expanding assets, or at least like serious assets to invest in this team. But I don't want to see them bottom out, though, like. Just based on what they were, you know, 10 months ago where they were two games away from the World Series, like, 
I'm at least willing to, like, let them play this out, this group, in part, because I, you know, I guess I kind of fear that whatever hopes you have of re-signing Xander Bogarts, which really whatever hopes they have of trying to re I'm pretending that the Red Sox couldn't just do it if they just decided to pony up the money, but pretend for a minute. You know, what, whatever hopes you you have of signing Bogarts or Devers, maybe those go down if you tank, and I just don't think whatever you're getting by trading away, like some of your ancillary pieces is worth that. So I just say, play it out. I would have been happy with that. You know, like my, my deadline wish list for the Red Sox was do nothing. I'm like, if they do nothing, thumbs up. Then they traded Christian Vasquez. And it's like, okay, that's not what I wanted to see. That's one of your better players this season. He's on his deal's almost done. Also, Christian Vasquez is 32. Did you know that? I knew he was old. I didn't know he was 32. I thought I he was like 29. Oh, I know. Oh, he's 31. Excuse me. He turns 32 in two weeks from now. No, it'll be 17 days from now. August 21st. He is a certified 90s kid. But. Wow. I know. But. I'm like, okay, I guess I guess this is what they're doing. I don't like it. I mean, like, they got, like, a fine haul for him. Like, if we even want to talk about it. Like, they got they got the Astros' number 12 and number 21 prospect for Christian Vasquez. They got, like, this, this uh, you know, gag me talking about prospects too much. But, you know, they got uh, – oh, I'm trying to find the names. I had them I had them pulled up. Why do I even make these? But – uh, do, 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 do. I, I swear to God, I had that. I had this pulled up. Here it is. They got they got Emmanuel v Valdez, who's like a utility guy, plays a bunch of positions, whatever. And they got Willier Abreu, and like they put them both pretty good prospects. I don't know. They both they both hit pretty good. They both got some got some flexibility. Got got some got some pop at the plate. Bloom came out and said these kids are certified hitters or certified batters. They're lefties, Jordan. Need some lefties oh in the lineup. Oh boy! You need some lefties in the lineup. But what, whatever. Like what? I'm, I'm not going to quibble over the hall because because I I I don't care. Right? Like I don't have time to quibble over. Like I should have gotten a better. That that feels fine. Christian Vasquez, you got you got two dudes who are top thirty prospects in your system for like three months of Christian Vasquez. That makes sense. I don't want them to do it though. I don't. I don't doubt High and Bloom's ability to get value in these trades. Oh man, man loves value, Jordan. Man, man loves value more than winning. I think, but that's besides it. So they did that, and it's like, okay, don't like it. Still hope they don't like sell the whole farm here, or it should be like, and not the farm. The the farm in this case, not meaning the literal baseball farm, but instead this case meaning the players who are not in the baseball farm, isn't on the actual team. If you follow my my turn of phrase, but they didn't. And then the next day they true to their word, then turned around and traded for a Tommy fam who love, who passionate about both about fantasy football and being a productive major league outfielder. That veteran journeyman coming from the Cincinnati Reds. Which they desperately need help in the outfield, Jordan. <laughs> hey, mm -hmm. they sh oh, he played today. Oh, he played today. How do you do? Oh, I want to see how he did. I, I love baseball. I love how baseball you can trade a guy tomorrow and he can play today. You really don't see that in any other sport. You love to see it. But, oh, he started in left field today. He had 
had one hit. Did they move Verdugo to center? Uh, let's see. Uh, Doe Duran was still in center. That's good. God. Verdugo was in right field. You know? <laughs> so that, anyway. That's 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 why they're going nowhere fast, Jake. Because <laughs> of that right there. <laughs> anyway, I, you know, Tommy Pham, he's not an everyday major leaguer, but they need help in the outfield. Maybe to get Duran out of the outfield. Well, problem is, though, if Duran gets out, they're just bringing in Jackie Bradley, which is, which is apparently better, but... I, the Red Sox out. The Red Sox right field is currently. Excuse me. The Red Sox, um, besides Verdugo, I believe their outfielders are hitting combined two twelve. And Tommy Pham on the season has been batting two thirty eight, which, which is better. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's weird. And they traded like nothing for him. I mean, it it was it was cash considerations or player to be named later, which is uh, which is I'll break this down, Jordan. I'll break I'll break down some real baseball speak from me, a real baseball mind. Um, cash, okay. Cash considerations or player to be named later translates to. I ah, just take him. You can have him. Yeah. We we don't want him. <laughs> Literally, we agree to the trade. Let us know what you're giving us later. Like, yeah, they'll, they'll take they'll take like some double A guys in like October. Yeah, whatever. Like baseball is the only sport where you you trade somebody, and that what you're actually trading gets decided after the fact. But anyway, so they got him. So I'm like, okay, like it's a good little move. Like that's giving up nothing. You're adding to the team, and then more significantly, far more significantly, they when one of the issue so when the Juan Soto trade broke which was another thing yesterday again like last two days have been the three major things we've talked about you had Deshaun Watson Dolphins thing and this this the whole trade deadline really for the MLB which is again a crazy crazy couple days for sports but basically when they made the Juan Soto trade Eric Hosmer was included to go to the Nationals but he the Nash he had like a limited no trade clause. We could list ten teams, so the Nash and the Nationals were one of those teams because why would you want to go to the Nationals if you're Eric Hosmer? So the so the Padres basically had to really really quickly like turn around and just and they ended up like sending the ended up sending Luke Voigt alongside you know like a, like a billion prospects to the Nationals. And then they just at this point, I guess they just they 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 ticked them off. They had to get rid of him, so the so Eric Hosmer got sent to the Red Sox for literally like nothing. I want to double check again, like just to make sure. But oh, I remember now. So the, and then the Red Sox just they sent the Red Sox Eric Hosmer. Two two prospects who who aren't aren't really anything like the two prospects they sent are both like twenty two and they're still in like double A they're they're not much they're not 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 anything and then they the Red Sox sent back Jay Groom who was their first round pick in twenty sixteen that Tommy John's like seventeen times and just you know it, 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 it has not panned out not not much of a prospect either and then the Padres also listen to this this is the number eight basically Eric Hosmer is supposed to be making like. 15 million a year every year, I believe. Like, supposed to be making, like, real money. Like, he was on a real contract. He still has four years left on his deal counting this season. Next three years was slated to make, oh, only slated to make about 13 million in the next three years. But the cart, but the cart, the Padres 
the Red Sox for the next three seasons will only be paying him about 700000 The Red Sox, the Padres are eating $43 million of that contract. So the Red Sox, finally, after a season of Franchi Cordero and Bobby Dahlback combining for the most errors at first base in the league, including Franchi Cordero had three in one game the other night. terrible Red Sox, both of them cannot hit you know the Red Sox save for <laughs> very very briefly very briefly finding salvation last season when they brought in Schwarber for a little bit who's also not a first baseman the Red Sox have a competent first baseman Hosmer has not lived up to his contract the last couple years since he went to the Padres but they brought in they they have a dude who can field. He hit he's been hitting he's hit like 270 the last two seasons. Hits a couple of homers. He has a couple of gold gloves. You know, you know I'm not going to sit here and like blow smoke up the ass of Eric Hosmer, but he is a good competent major league first baseman, which the Red Sox have not had all season. So you and again I say this, if the Red Sox didn't Turn down Christian, didn't just send off Christian Vasquez, who really has been a little bit better of a hitter this season than Hosmer, but like Hosmer's been better for his career. But either way, like comparable offensive players this year, if they just didn't send away Vasquez, I'd be sitting here going like, wow, like they added some dudes who fill their hole, who fill some of their holes. We never really add anything to the pitching rotation of the bullpen or anything but you got to spend to get that probably but they added some dudes they, they literally gave up nothing in fact they, they got back more than they gave up for tommy fam and eric hosmer somehow they came like out of that with like more prospects like not spending any like good good stuff they got like a first baseman for this year maybe next year like you know they, they're good they're good you know that's good that's that's you know you're not giving up anything you're, you're still giving the team a chance which i think that i don't know like i guess they deserve as far as being 500 and having been good last season more so than being good this season, but whatever. But then they trade Vasquez and it's just, I'm just like, I, I'm confused, which my theory would just be that they never knew this Eric Hosmer thing would happen because this really did all come together like all at once. And they traded Vasquez the day before, but my God, they get like a, like two thumbs up if they just hadn't traded Vasquez, like relative to where they were, like that's a great deadline. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. How, how do you feel? Jordan? I know how you feel, Jordan, but tell the people how you feel. Uh, I mean, I like the addition of Tommy Pham. Uh, I, I guess, I guess having more solid hitting and and fielding, you know, and 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 your and your infielders is always a good thing. Yeah, have, having having chan- chances are the the their placement they they'll get they'll get up to the plate a couple of times, so you yeah. definitely want the offensive production there. Yes, have having a first baseman who's good at because again, it's not like the Red Sox had either poor fielding or poor hitting at first base. They had both. They had not, they had nothing. They had the the worst first base situation in the league. That's that's one I got numbers for. But 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 the problem is, and, and I'll, I'll 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 be very very nonchalant about this is that they have hitting and fielding problems in almost literally every other position. Uh no 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 they don't have hitting and fielding problems at third base, shortstop, or designated hitter. They didn't have so, hitting. So they almost, also didn't have every other position. They also did not. Well, that's the thing, though. They also did not have hitting problems at catcher. Vasquez was having a very good year, 
And then I got rid of him, and that's the frustrating thing. At least you'd have, like, four, five everyday starters that you're, like, good hitters, and you just hope that Trevor Story can turn it back up at some point. And, you you know, Verdugo's good sometimes. Like, he's, he's vastly better than any other. And you're like, all right, like, now you got, like, six, you know, I'm saying six, you got five guys and two guys who one of them could be good. You got like six guys. The bottom of your lineup's bad, but you can live with the bottom with your seven through nine being bad. That's just that's where you got to mix and match. That you know you like Tommy Pham. I think he's better against righties than lefties. It's one of the two. He's not he's not good against whiteys. I forgot to look, but you know, like most not everyday fringe guys, he can only hit against one kind of pitcher for some reason. So you know, but they traded Vasquez. So now I'm just I don't know. Like I, they're better. They're, they're better. They're definitely better. Not as much better as they could have been. They traded for this, this, uh, this, this Reese, this Reese McGuire fella. You know, maybe this is a chance for Plawicki to play more. But like, if they, if they then just start having problems at catcher, oh, it's gonna suck. It's gonna feel like a gut punch. It's gonna be so frustrating. Like, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be so frustrating, right? I mean, I, I've already written them off this year. Ah, so, that's fair. Uh, and, it, and that's that's fair. I like. I guess I'd written them off to the point where like I didn't want to see them them invest in the team, which maybe says all I need to sign. Oh, which by the way, also I forgot. I forgot to mention this. Um, this Reese McGuire. Very important to mention about him. He's he's like okay again. He's like not an every. He wasn't an everyday starter for the White Sox, but he's 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 he's, he's, a, he's, he's a guy you get for nothing. He uh, also in February of 2020 got in trouble. For a uh, unde- indecent exposure in a dollar store parking lot. Just just a fun fact about him. Damn, boy was going crazy in the dollar store parking lot. <laughs> so just I, I don't know if that if that if that makes sense. Maybe maybe we shouldn't make jokes about that after the way we started the show, but you know, just just just, just to put it out there about him. Just kinda letting you know what you you know, he he bats. He bats 225, he has zero home runs on the season, and, uh, you know, sometimes he just likes to whip it out in the dollar store parking lot. Well, what are you, what are you going to do? But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, what are your, what are your second half of the post-trade deadline predictions for the Red Sox, who are currently exactly 500 and, like, four games out of the seventh wild, third wild card spot? The, the Red Sox are straight up a bad team. Fair enough. Like, there, there, there's, there's really. I mean, they're. I mean, obviously, they're not the Pirates. They're not the Diamondbacks. They're, they're not the Rockies. They're not the Royals. But this, this is, this is a bad baseball team. Yeah. Is very limited production on offense. I mean, I looked at some of their stats earlier. Uh, I have them pulled up right now. Like they're sort of either bottom half or middle of the pack in a lot of statistical areas. Um, they're like. In terms of like errors, they're like tied for fifth. Yeah, tied for fifth with, oh. at sixty-three. Ah, ten of which coming from first base. <laughs> ten of which coming from first base. Um, this 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 isn't a good baseball team. How like many, just how, through how, and through, how from, many, from how the many? hitting to fielding to to really pitching. So it's, it's a it's, it's a team that kind of lacks any type of core, any type of excitement, any type of identity. Like, I don't know who the Boston Red Sox are. They're just some dudes. Yeah, I, who, I am. Who lose, who lose 20, 28 to 3. 
to the Blue Jays. Yeah, I, w- I would like to put the disclaimer out that Jordan Jordan's negativity is at least in part influenced by the fact that he was actually at live and in person at the twenty eight to three uh stomping of them by the Toronto Blue Jays. So just disclaimer that has certainly traumatized him in a clinical sense, and he should be seeking help. I was I was in fact broken. <laughs> the, the more the more the more Toronto scored, the funnier it became. So it's it's a little bit easier like to let it go a little bit emotionally, like like kind of compartmentalize. It's like ah, it's one bad game though when you weren't physically there. Again, Jordan was in Fenway Park. Jordan moment watched Jaron Duran. I, I stop quit. He he yeah he quit. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I was hoping he'd also be going back down to Worcester. Uh, French Cordero's in Worcester. That's a start. They're, you know, they're trying to gut it. They're, they're chopping it off. I mean, again, I, I'm i vaguely more optimistic on the Red Sox. Just uh, in the sense that, like, I don't – that I think that they have talent. I think that, like, they, like, they have players that could be playing better. And the sport of baseball is a game of teams heating up at the right time. And that they could potentially, like, especially if, again, if they kept Vasquez, they'd feel better. But, like, they could come, like, Chris Sale could come back and could be good. And some of the pitching that's, could. That's the ultimate copium. Could right come there. back a little bit. I'm just, like, it's, just, it's, it's enough ifs that, again, I was not willing to invest, which says, I think, as much as it needs to say. But I was not, like, I don't want them to pack it in for the season. I want them to play out the season. <laughs> Which that's that's a high compliment, Jordan. Like, hey, you guys are good enough. I want you to keep trying. Don't want you to get any help. But go out there and keep keep giving it a whirl. So that's those are my. I mean, it, I mean my, it's 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 a team that provokes no confidence at literally all levels I'm getting of the organization. Now that being said, if they turn around and re-sign Devers and Bogarts, I'll I'll at least be on board that they have a plan that I can endorse. But other than that, uh, any any final thoughts on anything we've talked about today, Jordan? I mean, the Red Sox, they, they – maybe it's an off year. Maybe they'll, they'll make some oh. signings, move some guy around this offseason, but I can't see them beating any of the top teams in oh. any of the top AL conferences yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's in, a, in a five- or seven-game series. I, I can't see it. Fair enough. Any any of the final thoughts on anything else, anything in general? Anything you want to say uh, to people? Uh, Bills Mafia – uh, the 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 time is upon us. The 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 favorites, the league favorites. Are they? Yeah. Well, in some in some in some circles, it's them and the Rams again. But the it, it's it's time, Jake. They're coming. Oh yeah, Bills are the favorite. Look at that! Wow, good for them. Look at them go. Anyway, which um, which also also you are so wrong about Josh Allen. I do that that we talk about that every day. That is my that is my worst that is my worst draft analysis of my life. I don't even want to get into that right now. What I do want to get into is telling you the people mm-hmm. that we we're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at Jake R Elmsley. Follow Jordan on Instagram. At, oh my God! Hang on, hang on, hang on! Oh, thank God you open you posted a story lately. Follow Jordan at True underscore World underscore King on Instagram. Also or, my Twitter. Or or also his Twitter. Okay. 
Uh, let it. Let us know. Tweet at us what you think of the show. Did you like the show? Did you hate the show? Do you? I promise I'll see you in less than eight months. We'll see you next week. It's funny because last time we recorded a podcast, we were wondering if baseball was going to happen this year. It's true, and it did, and it's been underwhelming. <laughs> it's not been very fun. Except, of- except for except for the Yankees and the Mets. If you're a Yankees and Mets fan, it's been a yeah, great year for up. you. <laughs> yeah. But all right, we'll see you next time. Next week. We'll lock it in. It'll be next week. Well, maybe we'll get into We'll do more sports stuff next week. I promise. We'll do less, less legal minutia, more sports. We'll talk training camp. I want to get into the Kevin Durant trade stuff, more NBA stuff. Eyes. <laughs> baseball, maybe. Uh, maybe the Red Sox will be on a tear by then. Who knows? You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll be doing real bad. Who's to say? Well, whatever it is, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. You know, we'll be a week uh, by then. Me and Jordan will be a week out from going to see Dragon Ball Superheroes. Maybe we'll preview that. Who's to say? Have a great day, everybody. Bye.